We're about to get right into this. So Kevin Durant has already came out and saying he's not going to the White House. He is not participating in any White House visit. Will the Golden State Warriors visit the White House? Let's let's just get that out the way. Is this even going to happen, people? The invitation has not been sent out yet. So even if they were going to turn it down, the opportunity has not even been put in place to turn it down because Donald Trump has not sent the invitation out to them which could have something to do with the Patriots not really showing up for their invitation. It were a few players that showed up, but a lot of them did not. So will Donald Trump even send out an invitation to the Warriors knowing that you already got the MVP talking about that he is not going to show up. The coach has already said he's not a big fan. He other players on the team has already said he's not a big fan of you. So would the invitation even be sent out for them? to turn down. I don't believe so. I don't believe the invitation will be sent out. I believe that the Trump organization already knows that the Golden State Warriors is not a big fan of Trump and they are not even going to give it the chance to be shot down or even become a headline that the Golden State Warriors have opted to not show up for the invitation. And let's face it, Trump's response to everything that's been going on right now, if the Golden State Warriors even have the Golden State Warriors were on the fence about going to meet Donald Trump, that really kind of cleared any indecision they probably had. So the NBA denies that they were trying to keep Giannis Antetokounmpo out of Euro basketball. Let's just call him the Greek freak. If y'all don't know who it is, y'all definitely should check this guy out. I mean, he is one of the best up-and-coming stars in the NBA, period, period, all right, let's, let's just get that out the way, but basically, the Greek freak wrote on Facebook, he would not appear in the European Championship due to a knee injury, which could be very understandable, because of the fact of, he is one of the up-and-coming stars in the NBA, one of the up-and-coming stars in the NBA, he is probably the Bucks' best hope to really doing anything and upgrading that rank and reaching higher levels. I mean, this boy can flat out ball. So if he does have a knee injury or even something going on with his knee, a knee issue, I can understand why he would want to sit out of a tournament, even though he's played in this tournament before, he wants to sit out of it because he's worried about his health. But what the Greek Federation is saying, they are thinking that the NBA probably had something to do with this as well. Maybe the knee injury was not as serious, but the NBA stepped in and kind of persuaded the Greek Freak not to play in the competition because they definitely don't want the Greek Freak to get hurt playing basketball, period, but really somewhere else. I mean, hey, we want you here. We want you in the NBA. We want you ready once once the season starts. We don't want you over there playing basketball if you are feeling a if, if you are feeling like your knee is bothering you, if you are feeling like you have an injury that you need to sit out on. So if the NBA did have something to do with it, and I'm saying they did, but allegedly, I can't blame him. I mean, let's let's face it. Come on now. I, I know he's done this competition before. I know he's done this league before. I know it probably means a lot to the organization, to the rest of the team and everybody over there. But you have to look out for the best interest of yourself in the NBA Definitely has to look out for the best interest of their asset. And the Greek freak 
is a tremendous player, and if he got hurt, a career or season-ending injury trying to play on a knee that was already antagonizing him, that would be a devastating blow not only to the Bucks but to the NBA. Because you take the Greek freak out, the Bucks ain't getting no type of views. Don't get, don't get me wrong, they are still a solid team and people will still view them but the Greek freak brings a lot of butts in the seats and a lot of eyes to the TVs when the Bucks are playing because this boy can flat out ball and he runs straight, straight through people and hammers down at the rim. Very exciting player. So I understand why the NBA would not want the Greek freak to get hurt or even play somewhere else if he really doesn't have to. But another news in the NBA, let's go over to Dwight Howard. The sad decline of Dwight Howard. Dwight used to be, when Dwight was on the Magic, I'm going to tell you all right now, when Dwight was on the Magic, that was probably my favorite big man player. I can't say favorite player. But as far as when he was on the Magic, that was my favorite big man player just because of the dunk contest and you saw a little bit of the athletic ability he possessed and the potential that you thought this guy could dunk on anybody, run through anybody, whatever, and it did not turn out that way. Then when he ended up with the Rockets, I thought, oh, man, this could be something. Well, actually, no, I'm sorry. When he ended up with the Lakers, I thought this would be a crazy, crazy good thing for Howard. You got Kobe and maybe Kobe with, with his killer instinct can calm Dwight down and bring some seriousness into him because one thing about Dwight Howard, I never thought he really cared or gave enough effort in the game. I always thought he let his emotions get in the way. I always thought he, he joked around a little too much. He never took it seriously. I don't know. I, I want to. I don't want to question anybody's work ethic, but that's kind of where. That's kind of what I got from Dwight Howard. Do you really want this? And do do you really care about it? You know, because a lot of people that get these opportunities and do not really care as much as they should until they get a kick. Now, Dwight Howard has been kicked already. All right, so he had the Hawks. That was kind of his last chance thing. Now, this is not working. So now we're going to move you down a little further. Now you got Charlotte. Now, what Dwight Howard needs, what Dwight Howard needs the most is to be a little humble. Sit down. Be humble. Look, Dwight Howard always believes he is much better than what he really is. He never really took the time out as a big man to extend his craft, to be out there, really learning the post moves, out there gaining that skill. You can have the athletic ability, but if you don't have skill behind it, what does that mean? Dwight Howard, there's no way that you have that body build, no way that you have the athletic ability, no way you go from team to team to team, and you have not gained enough skill to stop getting passed around here. All right? He's getting passed around a lot, and he ended up in Charlotte. This is his last chance. He needs to take it serious. He needs to buckle down, stop playing around, get, get some humbleness, listen to the coach, understand, Dwight, you are not as good as what you think you are. So you need to get back in this gym and expand and work on your craft. In his glory days over at Orlando Magic, you could have swore that this was the next Shaq. Just the way he came in and the dominance and the presence he had when he first came in. But I believe he let that go to his head with everything that was going on with his coaches and all that. 
he believed he was a superstar before he really was a superstar. And that don't mean just because you get some all-star votes and everything, you are truly a superstar. That's all done by favoritism and and who likes you. I'm talking about as far as your play on that court and not just dunks. Your defense, your leadership, all this counts into being a superstar. Some things... Some things Dwight Howard has not possessed and not shown. The leadership, he jokes around too much. He let his emotions get get the best of him. Um, the defense, even though he's good athletically, can he really guard somebody that really knows his post moves? If he get, goes up against the AD, will he be able to guard AD? I do not believe so. AD is Anthony Davis, if y'all didn't know. But... These are the things he needs to work on if he wants to get respect in the league. And it's very sad to see a player with Dwight Howard's capability to fall as far as what he had. And let's face it, Dwight Howard is 31 years old. He's not old, but he's 13. got 13 seasons. 13 seasons in the league. That takes a toll on your body, especially the type of player Dwight Howard is. I mean, he dunks. He was in a dunk contest a few years so doing all that takes a toll on your body, and he does not have the move set where probably longevity is on his side. Tim Duncan was able to play as long as he played because of the way he played, because of the little hook shots, because of the little layers, because how careful he was as far as with his body. And also you got Pop, you got Popovich, who's also was very good at resting. Tim Duncan at certain times. Dwight Howard, his athletic ability is going to start getting lesser. So without those post moves, without that skill set, you will not see the same amount of numbers from Dwight Howard because he will not be able to do the same athletic stuff as what he was able to do when he first got into the league. That's why a lot of guys change up their game style as they get older, make hit, hit more shots, more passes, more um, getting the team involved because your body just can't do what it used to once you start getting past a certain age. James Harden and Chris Paul are playing together in another basketball game. I mean, these guys aren't wasting no time to get used to one another and how each other plays. I mean, this is a big thing because they know they got to work together if they really want this to do anything this season. If they really care about the Rockets going to the playoffs and further and maybe even getting to the finals, but they got to dethrone the Golden State Warriors to do so. If they want to do any of that, they know it starts with them too. It starts with them getting the communication together. Now, James Harden was the point guard, so now he's going to go back to his original position that he's really supposed to be at. Chris Paul comes over as the point guard. So they have to work together. They have to mesh, and they know this. I mean, I have not seen any other teammates play basketball together as much this offseason as I've seen Chris Paul and James Harden. As far as a new teammate, I've not seen it. Have you seen the Paul George Westbrook duo out here? I haven't seen it. So, these guys are taking this serious. These guys are taking it real serious. I mean, Chris Paul and James Harden has done this in the past regardless. As far as playing in leagues with playing in leagues in the offseason because they really do just enjoy the game of basketball. So they do this a lot in the offseason. Regardless, they play in a lot of leagues and a lot of charity events and stuff as far as just playing basketball. 
But this is the most I've seen them play basketball together. And as new teammates, this is really big and really important for the Rockets. I mean, because the Rockets were a really good team on the back of James Harden last season. And we saw this affect James Harden as far as that last that last game. And James Harden really kind of looked like he just kind of gave up or was really overstressed. I mean, and let's face it, James Harden playing at the level he was playing at all those games, it can really take a toll on somebody. It don't matter who you are. So him getting this help from CP3 will really benefit James Harden so it doesn't feel like it, it is all on him. So I'm glad to see these two together. I'm glad that they're, so I'm glad to see these two together doing what they love and working on that teamwork. And I wish we actually saw a lot more of this. I mean, they, they really need to do a lot more of this different teams. If y'all are not at the position that you really want to be in, y'all need to team up on some of these tournaments and work it out together. That's like what you need to do. So I would love to see uh, some Bucks players do this. I would love to see some Celtics players do this. I mean, if you want to get better, you got to constantly be in this gym working with the rest of your team. They ain't got to be the whole team, but important pieces. Everybody know there's important pieces on the team and the rest, are you're just fillers. Let's be honest here, okay? So important pieces. I, I want to see an Isaiah Thomas and Hayward together, all right? I want to see, well, the Greek freak has a knee injury right now, but you know what I mean? The Greek freak and Jabari Parker. Give me an Anthony Davis and uh, DeMarcus Cousins out here in the tournament together, working on different plays, how they communicate to one another. These are things that I would like to see from different teams. I mean, if you are really going to get anywhere in this league, you can't just show up in training camp. It ain't gonna happen. You can't just show up at training camp. Can't just show up for shooting rounds or whatever little practices and stuff like that. You gotta go off the off season as well. You need to be that leader. Call them. Hey, man, I got this league coming up. Hey, I got the Drew League. Hey, I got whatever coming up. I'm going to need you to be there. It's me, you, so-and-so. This is a squad. All right? I'm going to need you to be there. We're going to work this out. You know what I mean? We're going to do this tournament as a three-man team, as part, part of the team, whatever, so we can get our stuff together because we are the backbone of the team. Hey, man, come on. Let's, let's go out here and ball. That's what I want to see. I want to see more of this. More of this, people. Take notes, all right? So it looks like the Indiana Pacers aren't too happy with the L.A. Lakers here, people. They are saying that the L.A. Lakers had something to do with Paul George wanting out of Indiana. Now, one, that just sounds ridiculous, if you ask me. It sounds very ridiculous. Paul George has spent six years with the Pacers. How long do you all want me to stay? And nothing happens. But the fact that the Pacers want to try to blame it on someone else because they can't keep their superstar, that is ridiculous. All right? I mean, Paul George has been there for y'all. I mean, he had that 14-15 where he, he was hurt. You know, he had that leg break and everything like that, which was a horrible injury. But if you take that out of the equation, the last four years, he's hitting 23, 24 points a game. At yearly average, so he is 
doing his part. He just needs that help around him, and the Pacers have not found that. So now you got a Magic Johnson coming over, which is one of the most iconic basketball legends in the game, coming over to take over a business, and he is Mr. Business. Why wouldn't Paul George want to go over there with that when he already has ties with the Lakers? When you got a young up-and-coming talent like Lonzo Ball over there, when you got a whole bunch of young go-getters over there in the Lakers, and Paul George is like, I'm ready for a change of scenery. And not only that, it's L.A. <laughs> On top of that, not only not now to make the pot even sweeter, if the pot wasn't already sweet enough, if it wasn't enough sugar in the pot, I'll put some more sugar in there for you. LeBron James wants to go over there. Well, rumored to want to go over there. Oh, I'm going to the Lakers. If I'm Paul George, I'm going to the Lakers then. Okay, wrap this up. I'm going to the Lakers. Hey, okay, see, I love y'all, whatever. I don't care what we do. I'm about to go over to the Lakers. I got my boy Magic there. I got my boy Lonzo there. LeBron talking about he might even come over there. I always wanted to go over there anyway. I like the sunshine. I'm going over to the Lakers. OKC has Paul George, but the fact is that OKC brings somebody over that can ultimately take Westbrook away from them and join him over there in LA. Westbrook has not signed an extension. The league is throwing out some money right now. We talking 217, 220, whatever. Millions. $220 million contracts. They're throwing money out right now. Westbrook has that contract. He has not signed that extension. He has not signed it. Can he be holding out and waiting on I don't know if I'm going to stay here. Westbrook did amazing things last season, but you cannot tell me that Westbrook wants to do that every single season. Westbrook does not want to put forth that type of effort, that type of body-breaking effort every game just so he can stay in OKC. Why would you shorten your career? Because that definitely will shorten your career. I don't care who you are. How indestructible, how much you're in the gym. I don't care what type of protein shakes you're drinking, what type of herbal tea. You will break down your body even faster doing the amazing things Westbrook did on a nightly basis. So I do believe if something amazing doesn't happen in OKC, I don't take Westbrook to stay in OKC for much longer. Because it's not going to benefit his career and it's going to shorten his career if he has to put this much effort to do anything because he has nobody around him but Paul George. And Paul George don't look like he's staying in OKC long. Paul George, to Paul George, this is a pit stop. So if Westbrook gets used to playing with Paul George, he even likes playing with Paul George, and they start meshing him with one another, and Paul George is about to leave, why wouldn't I leave also? And the Lakers got money over there sitting because they got a whole bunch of young boys over there. They're not paying max contract deals yet over there. But back to what the original statement was about. Pacers are basically saying that they feel directly or indirectly the L.A. Lakers had something to do with Paul George wanting 
out of his contract because Paul George wanted to go over to L.A. and express interest in that being the only team he really wanted to get traded to. Of course, he got traded OKC for the people he got traded for and all that. But this can mean big problems for the Lakers if there is any type of truth to this. All right, now they have to try to prove that in some type of way, maybe not even talking to Paul George, even uh, sending out a letter or anything stating uh, an interest in Paul George, stating that um, they're uh, waiting to see what Paul George is going to do or anything like that could result in them breaking the tampering rule. So the NBA is going to investigate into this uh, they're looking at phone records. They're looking at text messages. I mean, they are not playing. If there is something there, they will find it. But at the same time, I don't believe the NBA is going to be looking that hard. People, this is L.A. we're talking about. This is more money for the NBA. Paul George goes over to L.A. Those ratings and views are getting a lot higher. Even with Lonzo, they're, they're higher now. But Paul George goes over there, those rating of views are getting a lot higher. Those ticket sales are getting a lot bigger. There's going to be a lot more butts in the seats over in L.A. And NBA is raking in on all of that. So they want this to happen. This is the Lakers. The Lakers is one of the biggest dynasties from past to current. Not one of these dynasties that were big and then just fell off or something like that. The Lakers have fell off a little bit recently, but they are right back on the upswing, when Kobe was over there, even when he wasn't winning championships, they were still doing numbers. So you put a Paul George over there with Alonzo, they doing big numbers over there. They don't want Paul George sitting over there in Indiana like that. It don't matter if Paul George Indiana ain't selling as much tickets with a Paul George as L.A. is selling with a Paul George. So don't get me wrong, the NBA is going to do their digging into it, but believe me, they're not going to lose any sleep if they miss anything because this, this is dollar signs for the NBA. Dollar signs for the NBA. And Magic Johnson being the smart businessman he is, I'm pretty sure he got his I's dotted and his T's crossed where this will not be an issue. The Pacers just need to fess up to their own shortcomings and realize that they failed to put the right team together with Paul George to make it worthwhile for Paul George to stay. That's what it comes down to. Get your stuff together so you can be together. All right, so let's switch it over to the NFL. Zeke Elliott is appealing the six-game suspension the NFL has decided to give him. I mean, this story is getting crazy with domestic violence um, charges as far as I mean, this story is crazy with the alleged domestic violence charges on Zeke Elliott and a lot of the stories not making sense. Evan is being fabricated, saying things happened when it really didn't. I mean, when you're looking at a he say, she say case, which this is really is, this really is that. These are things that really count. If we cannot trust what you are saying or if you are allegedly making up situations that did not happen. How do we know that you are telling the truth about others? Not saying that the victim is lying. Not saying that Zeke is lying. What I'm saying is there's a lot of things that don't add up in both stories. So when you are having 
a case solely really built built on the trust of one party versus another when you can't trust either individual how are you getting to the bottom of this and the nfl has not been the best at handling a lot of these rulings when when it comes to suspensions and different cases different legal matters dealing with players so if I'm Zeke Elliott, I'm most definitely appealing this six-game suspension. Cause where does it come from? What evidence are you are you are you secure about? What solid what solid evidence can you come forth with to prove why I deserve this six-game suspension? Cause it's already been stated that the so-called victim has stories that don't make sense. It's already, already been stated that Zeke Elliott's character can be in question at times. So if you can't trust either of the different parties, how do you come down to a decision? How do you come down to a six-game decision on something that is so shaky that a courtroom would throw out? You got to be careful when it comes to this type of stuff, and the NFL has not been careful with that. You have to appeal something like this because being tagged with domestic violence can be a career ender. It don't matter how good you are, teams will not back you if you have the tag of domestic violence. But other news in the NFL, you have some injuries happening in the preseason. Probably the biggest injury right now going on is George Faint of the Seattle Seahawks. He's out, out for the season. He will miss the entire season. It's a torn ACL in his right knee. This is a major blow for the Seahawks. Major blow for the Seahawks. They were trying to get their line together for a long time. Uh, George Faint's a left tackle, if you didn't know. But we're trying to get their line together for the longest. And um, this is a big blow to them, the Seahawks had a quick rise to greatness, and it just seems like ever since, ever since that Super Bowl game, they've always fell short. And this right here is not going to help them at all. I mean, to find a replacement left tackle right now in August, that is a tough task. So the Seahawks are going to be looking at some players to step up. The second-year player, Reese Onyehimpo, or they can slide over their left guard, Luke. Joe Kale for it, but I was expecting to see if the Seahawks can do some big things this season. Um, this is a major blow, but this right here also, but this right here also might play into the NFL looking to shorten up the preseason even more. It might come to the fact that we might not even have NFL preseason. I mean, it is a very contact sport. We all know this. So you definitely don't want these type of major pieces in your team getting taken out in preseason games. I mean, the preseason games is nice for guys to get warmed up and stuff like that. When it affects the real money, that's when it becomes an issue. That's when you have to really think, is the preseason worth it when it comes to the NFL? comes down to the fact if you got too many more injuries like this in the preseason, it might just not be worth it for uh, NFL teams to have a preseason to start the regular season and let's and let's get this thing going. Nobody wants to have in injuries like this during the preseason affecting their real money. Like no, like it's not a big thing like this. Yes, it gets teams a chance to get the young talent out there and maybe some of the uh, starter guys get warmed up a little bit and get kind of in there and feel the actual presence of playing in a, in a game. 
But when you got important pieces like that getting hurt, is it really worth it? I think not. And since we're talking about players that's got a little time off, let's bring it over to Dante Fowler of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This guy right here, man, charged with three misdemeanors, including first-degree battery, criminal mischief, petty theft. What are you doing? Now, let's go into the story here before we get on them. A little too bad here, people, okay? Let's see what goes on, right? So Fowler was seen punching a man after a brief verbal confrontation. Fowler then steps on my man's glasses, breaking a lens. What? Why are you stepping on his glasses? I mean, that is that is just the level of disrespect that comes with that. First, I mean, you already hit him in the face. Not 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 to mention you are an NFL player making making millions. Not to mention that you are risking part of your career by even getting into a confrontation with somebody on the street because you have no clue what this man is capable of, what he has, who is with him, or who is around him. But you want to get into a confrontation in, in the street. Okay, cool, whatever. That's on you. If, if he is convicted of these charges, he is looking up to a year in jail. A year in jail. And let me see how many offers you get after that year. Players have to be cautious of this, especially, especially players that play in party states like Florida, California, um, Raiders going to N Nevada here in a couple years. Nevada. These are big party areas. Yes, you can have fun. Yes, you deserve to have fun and spend and spend your money and hang out and do what you want to do. But you are held to a different degree than anybody else around you. You have a career to think about. And this is not his first time. So if this was his first time, I could understand this. This is not the first time Dante Fowler has been in legal problems, people. He was arrested on a misdemeanor assault in Miami Beach in 2016. So you already run around trying to fight people in the past, and yet here you are again doing the same thing. And you might get some jail time with that. Along with that, you could be facing possible discipline from the NFL. I mean, it is just not worth it. It's not worth it at all. But this isn't some fifth, sixth-round pick, people. This this was the third overall pick in the 2015 NFL Draft. Now, he did have a knee injury his rookie career, which wiped that season out. But he had enough potential where NFL team picked him third overall. And he is doing stuff like this. Players, you have to get it together and understand the opportunity that has been given to you and everything that you do is being looked under a microscope i mean for another example nfl and the jaguars had to review a video of fowler watching two females fight he didn't do anything in the fight he just watched them fight and they had to review a video on it to see if he was going to get in trouble for that you have to be careful about everything you do because you re you represent the team, you represent the league. And no matter how much you might feel that these rules might be unfair or you might feel like you can't go out here and have fun, you have to 
conduct yourself in a certain way, no matter if it's the regular season, no matter if it's the off season. All right, you sign the contract. You know what's in the contract. I hope you know what's in the contract. If you don't know in the contract, you need to get a better agent slash lawyer, whatever. When these type of stories pop up, I mean, it always boggles my mind. You're making all this money. You're doing what you so-called say that you love. These are things that you cannot do. These these are things that regular people can't do. I can't go out there and punch somebody and, and stomp on their glasses. I'm going to jail. Ain't no maybe. I'm getting locked up tonight. So hopefully they can work something out where he does not have to have the year in jail, maybe some type of probation, maybe some type of uh, anger management classes or something. I'm um, pretty sure there will be a fine and maybe some game suspensions that come along with that from the NFL because if he does a year in jail, coming back out is going to be hard for him to even get picked up by a team. Not only that, making anywhere near the amount of money that he's currently making right now. All right, that's going to wrap up the Hard Pick, Hardest Hits podcast. Make sure you stay tuned tomorrow. We'll be talking about more NBA news, more NFL news, and everything else in between. All right? Make sure you leave a rating for the podcast. Share it with your friends, your coworkers, and everybody else. Make sure you subscribe, and I will catch y'all next time.